You're listening to the Be a Better Lawyer podcast with Dina Cataldo, episode 253. So how do high achieving lawyers break through generations of being taught that we have to grind ourselves into the ground to get results for clients, build a successful business and create a life we love? While law schools are busy teaching the rule of law, they're slacking on teaching us how to be a better human to create for ourselves the success we thought we'd achieve after law school. This podcast bridges the gap between law school and life. Hello, how are you doing today? Sometimes lawyers come to me and they tell me their ideas for their law firm, their billing, or how to deal with a client or a boss, and I will immediately see that they're solving for the wrong problem. Knowing the bigger next level problem that needs solving for is the difference between feeling overwhelmed or calm in your practice. It's the difference between feeling in control or feeling like a victim. It's the difference between enjoying the work that you do and feeling like you're drowning. So I wanted to create an episode that addresses how to know when you're solving for the wrong problem, how to see the right problem, and to think strategically about the choices you make once you see what the right problem is. Kind of like having me in the room with you and I can help you through the problems on your own. Of course, this is no substitution for coaching. As any of my clients will tell you, listening passively to a podcast is like reading about going to Hawaii. The experience of Hawaii is far superior, and you're going to get much more from it. I'm taking on -on one-on-one clients right now, and you can learn more about working with me by booking a strategy session at dinacataldo.com forward slash strategy session. Keep in mind what I'm going to be talking about in this episode applies to you whether you have your own law practice or you work for somebody else. Okay, so I've divided this podcast up into multiple parts. First, I'm going to tell you why we are usually oblivious to what the right problem is. So we solve for the wrong one. Second, you're going to learn the difference between a superficial problem, the one I see a lot of lawyers want to solve for, versus the next level problem, which they can't see. And finally, I'm going to give you examples of the superficial problem versus the next level problems and show you the difference in the results you will get when you solve for the right problem. Now, creating an episode like this one is no easy task because of the reasons we can't see the right problems in the first place. But here's what it comes down to in one sentence. Focus on the end result when you make a decision. Now, you would think this would be self-explanatory, but we have a brain that likes to overthink. Overthinking clouds our judgment and our brain's tendency to seek the easy dopamine hit can lead us to solve for the wrong problem. Another reason we tend to solve for the wrong problem is because we're too close to the problem. We can't see what we can't see, and that's what coaching is for. We need another perspective to help us see what's really going on and solve for the right problems. Another reason we tend to solve for the wrong problem is because we feel overwhelmed. And when we feel overwhelmed, it cuts off our higher problem-solving abilities. My clients learn tools to calm their nervous system so when they feel overwhelmed, they can take back charge of their brain and problem-solve for the right problem. And one more reason we tend to solve 
the wrong problems is because no one ever taught us how to think strategically and take 100% responsibility for our results. I remember when I first started my business, I thought the answer to every problem was to work harder. And that clearly, if there was a problem in the first place, it was because there was something wrong with me. And that served me in school where there was there I was told that there was a right answer and here's what it should be. And you need to figure out how to get that answer. But it didn't serve me in my business. It took me some time to unravel this way of thinking. But when I did, it made my life easier and I started problem solving more effectively. When I problem solved more effectively, my business started growing faster. It doesn't mean that I don't need to remind myself of these principles that I'm teaching you in this episode. I have a human brain just like you do. It likes to get dopamine hits from overworking and it likes to find shortcuts that aren't solving for the real problem, but feel very comforting. And just this morning, I was reminding my brain of what I wrote an entire podcast about that I am now talking to you about. So if you struggle with this, know you're a human. Yay. All right. So there are two problems that usually present themselves when we want better results. The first problem is a superficial problem. And you'll know you're trying to solve for a superficial problem because one or more of these is true. One, the solution is not uncomfortable at all. Feels super easy. Sorry, that that is the first tip off that you may be solving for a superficial problem. Second, you blame a person, market conditions, or something else outside of you for not having the result that you want. And there's a victim mentality happening here, like you're maybe a victim of circumstances. And you've basically given up on the solution you think you need, but you're just going to keep plugging along and trying the same solution. Third, you start creating a ton of work for yourself that feels, quote, productive. Might also feel urgent, like you have to take action on it right away surefire sign that you're just creating a lot of work for yourself. (laughs) So remember, these are all tip-offs that you will want to think through the problem because you're very likely solving the wrong problem. So the second problem is the next level problem. Okay, so we're going to be thinking about this at a different level. So you're going to get a next level solution. You will know you are solving for a next level problem because... The solution feels uncomfortable. I know, right? You're not going to want to do it. This is a big part about why our brain avoids this kind of thinking. It's designed to avoid discomfort. When we know how to manage our emotions around the uncomfortable solutions, we get better at taking uncomfortable actions, and then they feel less and less uncomfortable. You've done this before. You started law school, you maybe stepped into a courtroom for the first time, or you wrote your very first brief and you felt uncomfortable. You didn't know anything. And then slowly and surely you started to feel just a little bit more comfortable the more you stepped into that classroom, the courtroom, or wrote briefs. You didn't have to feel 100% comfortable, but maybe you felt a lot better every single time. And you know now you definitely feel better than that first day you stepped in the room. So you know you're solving a next level problem because you're taking 100% responsibility for your own actions or inactions. We're not talking about blame or being mean to ourselves and telling ourselves we're bad or wrong or don't know what we're doing. We're just talking about looking at the reality of the situation and seeing how did we create this, no matter what it is 
right? And and we've talked about this in other episodes. I'll link to, I don't actually don't know about the specific episode, but there's an episode of um, about responsibility I'll look for and try to link for to in the show notes. And that is what responsibility is. It's just owning, okay, no matter what is happening in our life, how do I take responsibility for it so that I can create the ideal conditions for me? So if you're looking at market conditions, right? Because that's something that's been in the news a lot lately. How can you take responsibility for that? Like, obviously, you are not to blame for anything around market conditions, but you want to take a look at how can I create the ideal situation for myself with my own actions to positively impact what might be outside of myself. The next reason you'll know that you're solving for a next level problem is that the solution involves thinking about what will make your job easier and create better results for both you and your clients. You're not putting your clients' needs ahead of your own. You're creating a match between what you want and what your clients want. Let me repeat that because this is one that comes up a lot in my client calls. You are not putting your clients' needs ahead of your own. We're going to talk more about specific examples in a little bit, but I know that you want to help people, but if you're doing it at your own expense, we've got to take a close look at this. And I know that women have been socialized in particular to put everybody in front of themselves. And that's why we make less money. That's why we're more overwhelmed. We've got to take a look at what we want. Okay. We'll talk more about this. Now, everything that I'm talking about here today, there's a transcript for, you can get it at dinacataldo.com forward slash 253 and read the transcript there if you want to have an outline of this when you're thinking strategically about your law practice, because this is really going to be helpful when you start noticing this every single day when you make decisions, because you make decisions every single day. And this is going to be really impactful. It's going to make your life so much easier. So keep returning to this. All right, so here are some examples of superficial problems and solutions versus next level problems and solutions. These are real life examples that you might be going through right now, and you're going to get a look at what the results will be if you choose to solve for the superficial problem versus the next level problem. And if I don't speak to your exact situation, I want you to take one of these and I want you to mold it to your situation want you to think about how this does apply to your current situation. I'm going to be talking about um, clients. You can think about it in a different way. Your client might be your boss. So think about this in your particular area of law. So the first superficial problem and solution example I want to give you is this. Your clients aren't paying. You think the solution is to send more letters to your clients and make systems for your assistant to send more letters. You think the solution is to take on only appointed cases or at least take on more appointed cases so you have a steady income. Now let's look at why this is a totally reasonable approach, right? If you send more letters, it makes sense that you might think that you're going to be putting yourself on your client's radar and maybe you have gotten some payments in the past. Right? Maybe that hasn't been a problem. You send out more letters, you get more payments. Okay, but is that completely solving the problem? If no, then we got to keep looking. And if you take on appointed cases, you will have more income coming in where you don't have to chase payments. But are those appointed cases going to be paying you as much as your retained cases? We really have to take a look at is the energy output you're putting 
into the world are you getting in return an equal amount of energy? So in other words, if you are getting paid like $100 an hour for an appointed case, but on a retained case, you get $300 an hour or $1,000 an hour. Well, it doesn't make sense that that would be the solution to the problem. Like you've really got to take a look at what is the math. We've got to get really um, clean about that, really clear about that. Here's what the superficial problem doesn't look at. Why aren't your clients paying in the first place? That's the problem, right? Like we really want to take a look at that problem. Why are we solving for all these things about trying to get payments and get money in this way and that way that's not equal to the amount that you would expect for the work that you are doing? Okay, so that's the next level problem. The questions I would ask my clients in this situation are, are you requiring payment in full upfront? If not, why not? And the answer might be, for you, like you might be thinking, oh, well, they can't afford it. Or I always say yes when they ask for payments. Interesting. But remember the requirements of creating a next level so solution. The solution feels uncomfortable, right? It's going to feel uncomfortable saying it's here's the full amount if you've been doing payment plans all along. And sometimes they might say no, and that's going to feel uncomfortable. And you just sit with it. But the majority of people who are paying will pay you in full if you were doing the services like you were doing. I have one client. She's doing amazing work in the world. And she recognized that for everything that she does for her clients and the, um, the, the kinds of results that they get when they come to her are off the charts. She realized she's highly undercharging and that she can 100% charge in full. And that what she wants to charge in full is far less than what men in her same industry who've been doing it for 20 years are charging. And those guys are getting not as good a results as she's getting. So it's really important. Like what is uncomfortable for you? That may be the solution for you. Another part of the requirement for the next level solution is you're taking 100% responsibility for your own actions or inactions. It has nothing to do with the client. It has to do with what you do. The solution involves thinking about what will make your job easier and create better results for both you and your clients. You're not putting your client's needs ahead of your own. So taking on appointments may sound like a really great idea, but you wouldn't need appointments if you solved for the problem of taking payment in full. So you wouldn't be creating more work for yourself where you get paid less. In this particular example, she realized, you know, she needed to require payment in full because more letters was not going to incentivize her clients to pay her when their case was completed. And that would just create more work for her assistant who needed to be doing other things that were more money making. And it required her being uncomfortable when she told her clients no to the payment plans. So feeling discomfort and not reacting is a learnable skill. Yes, it's uncomfortable, but it will also make you more money and make your life so much easier. The second example of a superficial problem and solution is this. Solo attorney feels overwhelmed and thinks they're too busy to bill their clients. So to solve for this problem, they want to hire an office manager to take over all of the admin and billing so they don't have to think about it. Again, this sounds like it would be totally reasonable. If you hire someone, don't they just take all the problems away? Seems like they would, right? But what this solution doesn't look at is why is the attorney overwhelmed in the first place? What is going on? And there could be a number of reasons, but we've got to take a look at them first. 
She may not be prioritizing properly. She may be taking on too many cases. And if she's too busy to take on more cases and she's too busy to bill, that is a good sign that she is undercharging. Basic principles of supply and demand. Your time is a finite resource. If you are overwhelmed, it is a very good sign that you are undercharging. And that requires feeling uncomfortable, maybe making some decisions that feel uncomfortable. But when you do, you will make your life easier. The other problem is, is she might not be spacing out her cases. So she might be giving her clients um, a false sense of when things are going to be done because she thinks that they should be done earlier than realistically they're going to get done. And she's not communicating that to the client. That could be another possible problem. But we don't even get to the next level problems when we're not looking for them, when we're stuck in solving for a superficial problem. When I work with overwhelmed clients, we look at everything that's going on with their calendar, what they charge, what their billing practices are, and we start solving for the real problems. Because if those problems aren't solved first, that attorney is going to waste a ton of time and money on hiring, and they get to keep all the problems they have with disorganization. <clears throat> and their assistant is going to want to leave their firm because the attorney is too busy to answer questions and doesn't even know exactly what needs to get done and just leaves it to the assistant to figure it out. We don't want to abdicate responsibility for our business. We want to create systems that are learnable. We learn them ourselves, and then we teach them to an assistant. And then as you grow your practice from there, your assistant is going to have more knowledge. But that knowledge doesn't come out of nowhere. Even if they're experienced, they don't know exactly how you like things done. I've had multiple clients now assume that their assistant that they inherited from another lawyer in the same office was just going to know exactly what to do because they'd been doing it for so long. What they didn't understand is that assistants are not there to read your mind or just assume that you want to do things the way they've always been done. They're waiting for direction. And if you don't have the ability to give direction to that assistant, they are not going to be, help, be able to help you in the way that you want. Another aspect of this is creating a really solid relationship with your business and all aspects of your business. When we are ignoring something in our business, that creates big blind spot, right? Makes sense. We're not even looking at it. It's uncomfortable to look at. And when we feel discomfort, that is when we're going to come up with the next level solutions. So you've got to feel uncomfortable. You've got to look at the uncomfortable parts of your practice, and then you can start solving in this way. The third example of a superficial problem and solution I want to give you is this. Attorney believes their boss either doesn't like them or doesn't appreciate their work or doesn't even know they're alive. Boss doesn't email them right away and sometimes ignores requests. Attorney is concerned that they may be fired. So this attorney thinks that the solution is to find more ways for their boss to get to know them by setting up meetings or sending updates that the boss hasn't asked for. They're sure that if the boss gets to know them, that they're going to like them more. And then another part of the solution is, is, well, maybe I should be looking for another job and I shouldn't even be bothering with this. Maybe I should just start finding something new right now. But what isn't being looked at in this particular superficial problem is this. Why is it important for this attorney to be liked? And how can the attorney create more value in their position without creating more work for their boss? Because if you create more value for your boss, they're much less likely to fire you, right? 
So the superficial solution creates more work for her and her client, which is her boss. Clients don't want more work. They just want results. They don't want to have to talk to you more. They don't want more meetings. They just want results. The next level solution is going to feel more uncomfortable because if you're looking for validation, you're not going to get it, right? They're not going to be telling you, way to do your job. Good job. Way to do your job, right? That was kind of the running joke in my office. Side level is like a side note here is we wouldn't get like out of boys or out of girls at our office to be like, way to do your job next. So when you're like thinking about this, imagine nobody else is like they appreciate you, but they're not going to tell you. They're just going to assume you're doing your job. It's up to us to give ourselves the out of boy or the out of girl and say, hey, you're doing a really good job. Keep it up. Because if you're doing your job well, no one's going to notice. But here's the thing. You get to make yourself more visible. But when you make yourself more visible, it's going to feel uncomfortable. It's not going to come from a sense of desperation to be noticed or get validation. It's going to feel uncomfortable because you're not going to want to do it. Isn't that a kick? Every time you feel like anything that's really comfortable, you're going to be questioning it now. You're like, wait a minute. This is so comfortable. Is this the right answer? Just know that if it's uncomfortable, you're probably going in the right direction. So this might mean a few different things in this situation. It might mean taking an honest look at the work that you're performing and validating yourself for a job well done instead of looking for outside approval. It might mean looking at the job that you're doing and doing a self-evaluation to see where there might be some ways to make improvements that would also add value to the firm. It may also mean doing other things, maybe um, looking for gaps in your firm and seeing where there might be much needed trainings and offering to do a training and creating a training for that purpose to create value in your firm. It may mean attending live events that you don't want to attend, but you know your boss is going to be there and you want to make that opening for a conversation. This all may be uncomfortable, but that is one of the hallmarks of creating a next level solution. Okay, quick recap of the difference between solving for a superficial problem and a next level problem to help you know the difference the next time you are faced with a fork in the road. One, you're going to know you're trying to solve for a superficial problem because one or more of these is true. The solution is not uncomfortable. You blame something outside of you for not giving you the result that you want, a client, a boss, or some other circumstance. And you start creating a ton of work for yourself that feels productive or urgent. Two, you will know you're trying to solve for a next level problem because the solution feels uncomfortable. You don't want to do it, right? You're taking 100% responsibility for your own actions or inactions. That includes taking responsibility for your emotions and validating your work and doing self-evaluations of the work that you're doing. And you'll know this because the solution involves thinking about what will make your job easier and create better results for both you and your clients. Again, you're not putting your clients' needs ahead of your own. You're creating a match between what you want and what your clients want. Taking the time to think through whether the problem you're solving for is the right problem has a very real impact on your life. It will save you time, money, and a ton of suffering. And I can help you think through what needs to happen to make the biggest impact in your law practice and give you the mental and emotional tools you need to handle any discomfort that comes along the way. 
book a strategy session with me and we'll take a look at exactly what that will look like for you. You can make time at dinacataldo.com forward slash strategy session where you will find my calendar. Have a wonderful week and I will talk to you soon. Bye. 